Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Midsummer here, and you know, last week we talked about World Youth Day, which is one of the great kind of biannual um, events for the Catholic Church, particularly young people in the Catholic Church. People often think of it as summer vacation, but uh, not always. A lot going on at Christ the King Seminary. Every summer we kind of talk about some of the things they've got going on during the summertime and gearing up for fall. No different today here on Western New York Catholic Weekly as the President Rector of Christ the King, Father Joe Gatto, joins us once again. Father Joe, welcome back to the program. Great to be with you, Greg. Uh, From my perspective, looks like a busy summer at Christ the King. I know you're in the middle of the lecture series, right? That's one of the big things you have in the summer. We can kind of talk about that as we go. But um, you've been at it for around a couple years now, right? So uh, we haven't had you in for a while. So how's it been going out there? Actually, it's been incredible. Uh, The response uh, from the diocese, from the bishop and everybody in terms of where we're moving Christ the King Uh, And the response from parishes and people, uh, one of the first things that we tried to do two years ago is we wanted wanted people to realize that Christ the King wasn't just 132 acres out in East Aurora. How can we be assistance to that ministry in the parish? How can we help the vicariates? How can we be assistance in forming ministers both on the campus and off the campus? So we have done two things. We have sent out that general welcoming invitation to everyone to come and see in terms of the dinner lecture series, retreat days, programs, all of those type classes. But we've also began to visit to work with parishes. Last fall, we had a series where we did different talks throughout the diocese, helping people prepare for the Holy Year, prepare for this year of mercy that the Holy Fathers called us to. We've had lectures and workshops. Right now, we're smack dab in the middle of the dinner lecture series. Uh, We have two topics that are left. One of them coming up on the 6th of July is God's mercy in the midst of our sufferings. And then I'm giving a talk on the 27th of July on the body of Christ, a sacrament of mercy. And that's certainly going to focus on the Eucharistic point, but also how is the body of Christ that mercy? How does God's face come to others? How's the lecture series been? Because we've talked about it for for the past uh, few years here, and um, the breadth of the program, if you are a person who is an active Catholic, you participate in your church, you're interested in church, it seems like there's kind of something for everyone. In there is. Program. There actually is. And one of the things that we've noticed, because we have spent time doing the basics, welcoming, publicizing, getting the word out, last year we doubled the numbers. Yeah. We had over 250 people participate in the dinner lecture series. And it's very simple. You can come for the dinner. You know, and you can come for the lecture or you can do one or the other. Uh, but it's a beautiful place. Uh, we make ourselves open, accommodating to everyone who comes. And we're looking forward to uh, another good series. Uh, we have a variety of speakers. Uh, we bring in different people, uh, different faculty members, myself included. Uh, and uh, it's gone very, very well. Uh, I always like to take the opportunity to give a plug to your excellent staff because if people are thinking, you know, dinner at the seminary, it's not like eating in a college dining hall. Okay? No, no, not at the, all. Not the, at all. I mean, your, your food staff is exceptional there. Yeah, yeah, it is. We try to provide a whole evening. Uh, it's wrapped in prayer, but also 
nourishing the soul, nourishing the body, making a good experience. Uh, I even found myself last year, though I don't do it all the time, I found myself driving around the diocese picking some people up <laughs> who could not drive and wanted to come. Uh, so if you have those needs, let us know. We'll try to find a way to get you there. Uh, but those are the kind of things we're trying to do. And it's related to the fact that the seminary, not only in Bishop Malone's mind, but in any diocese, should be that place that nourishes us spiritually. Yes, we form men for priesthood. Yes, we work with graduate students and diaconate. But we want that place where people can come and walk and experience the Lord. Um, the joy of love, as the Holy Father calls us to, to realize that somehow God is calling each of us specifically. And if it happens in a lecture, if it happens on a walk, on a retreat, or a classroom situation, then we're fulfilling our ministry. Oh, well, let's talk about that for a minute, because you mentioned the year of mercy. It's It's been a focus here in the diocese at the request of the Holy Father, uh, but Pope Francis never misses an opportunity when he's in front of people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you accomplish some of those things that you're talking about in terms of, you know, um, reaching the people of the diocese and kind of being a resource, letting people know that, you know, they are welcome at the seminary, yet in this year of mercy, you know, um, kind of framing that as well? I think it starts um, – the Holy Father co-authored or – was interviewed for a book, and it's all, The Face of God is Mercy. Or no, I'm sorry, God's Name is Mercy. What he wants us to realize is that every single person who is a disciple of Christ is actually called to be that mercy, that forgiveness, that embrace, that love, that tenderness, that proclamation. What we do at Christ the King, whether it's in any of our various talks or ministries or classrooms, is awaken within people that they are mercy. They're the body of Christ. They're a part of this. The Holy Father has invited us actually to realize that what we already do, if we're a catechist in a parish, if we're a director of religious education, if we're a lector, Eucharistic minister, sing in the choir, that somehow that brings forth a realization that God is present, his mercy is there, and that's how we invite people in. I have to say, I just returned from Rome, and I just had the privilege, I mean the privilege of being at an audience with the Holy Father, and to listen to him speak with his candor and gentleness, inviting us all to be that mercy, was profound not only for me, but for my whole group. Uh, He constantly reminds us that we have a responsibility not to wait for somebody else to do it, but that each of us are called to be mercy by the way we live our lives, by the way we commit ourselves. Um... He talks about embracing God's people, embracing the marginalized, embracing those who have been outcast. Uh, it doesn't get better than that. The message is the same. The packaging is very different yeah, right that's now. The, that's the thing that people um, – and it gets misrepresented so much in media and when things when people write about – Pope Francis, you know, they go for kind of a sensational headline. Mm -hmm. And then when you read deeper, you go, well, yeah, but that's pretty much what we've been saying for 2,000 years. But if we try to speak the gospel like we did in 1950, 1960, 1970, we have a whole different culture, a whole different way. People's appreciation for government and leaders or church or institutional religion, we have to speak it in a whole different way. And Pope Francis's bottom line is everyone's welcome. There's pla- he said at the audience, there is a place in the kingdom of God for everybody. 
that's no different than what we said it before, how we said it, that we said it, but it's being said in a whole new yeah. compassionate way. Um, talking a little bit about the Holy Father here and uh, Father Joe Gatto, by the way, President Rector at Christ the King Seminary, our guest today. Uh, you know, I mentioned at the top of the program, uh, we talked about it last week on the show, a lot of our young people are going to be uh, getting that opportunity to hear from the Holy Father themselves, you know, mm-hmm. at World Youth Day uh, very shortly, just a couple short days. Uh, any of the seminarians going to be participating? That you're we have of? two seminarians okay. over there for this summer, yeah. but they – one of them did the Camino, the, the Way of St. James, oh, great. and the other one is going because he's a part of a parish. Uh, so they will be there to experience that. Oh, that's terrific. We're also doing – if I may. Sure. Uh, this summer, for the very first time, in order for us to continue to develop our formation program for our seminarians, we are doing a brand-new summer program. It's called a Spiritual Summer, kind of a novitiate. It starts July 5th. And to make a very long story as short as possible, <laughs> we are doing – on the 5th, three days of orientation, eight days – I'm sorry. Yes, eight days of a silent directed Ignatian retreat for the guys. And then they have two and a half to three weeks of an immersion in the classics, Francis de Sales, uh, Augustine, Benedict, uh, Thomas Merton, all of these people. And then at the end of those two weeks – and it's not an educational thing. It's an experiential thing. How do they come in contact with the church fathers? And then the last 12 days, we're taking them to the Holy Land. So they can actually walk the pilgrimage that we're being called to in the way of Jesus. I'm absolutely convinced that if our students, our students for ministry, priestly candidates, diaconate candidates, laymen and women, somehow can experience Jesus in a real concrete way personally. I don't think you can go to the Holy Land and come back and preach the same way uh, unless you've done it. Uh, I've heard that from particularly any priest deacon that goes to the Holy Land on an experience because their understanding of what we read in the Gospels, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, now they've seen it Mm -hmm. and it's a different, you know, their eyes are open to a different reality there. Well, you can't mention, you know, Jesus goes to Peter's mother-in-law's house in Capernaum and not all of a sudden say, I was there. Yeah. You go to the Mount of Transfiguration and say, I was there. Uh, you can't go to this Holy Sepulchre or to Bethlehem and not somehow have it awaken with you in a whole different experience. And that's why this whole summer program for our seminarians is an attempt to experience through their own personal prayer, their own encounter with the classics of the great church, with Teresa of Avila, Teresa of the Little Flower, uh, and then to walk the way of Jesus. This – Uh, Let me back up to our original topic. This is a year of mercy. What the Holy Father invites us to is a pilgrimage. How do we somehow come to the realization that we are followers of Jesus? How do we pilgrimage? He's going to Poland with youth. Other people are traveling, whether it's the Camino or their own personal journey spiritually. This hopefully will awaken within us a deep realization that we're not on this journey alone, even in the midst of the difficulties that we find in the world today and all the, you know, Uh, conflicts. I think the church has the gift and the message to offer. We just have to make sure that we proclaim it. And I think the Holy Father's call for this year of mercy is profoundly important. Well, and um, not not to dwell on this topic, but one of the things that, of course, they'll experience when they're in the Holy Land is being in an area, being in countries that are not predominantly Christian, that are multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-religious. Right. 
You're right, and you you take their world and you make it bigger. But I don't want to. Th- I don't want everybody who's listening to us today to think that you have to go to the Holy Land to do yeah, that. Sure. One of the things that we're offering at Christ the King, which we offer every summer, is we have a retreat program. You know, a, a, a seven day silent directed time. You can have a spiritual director. We invite people to come as individuals, or they can come as groups and things like that. And um, those are really important for the individual who's going to stay here. Uh, and that happens in July as well at the seminary. Uh, people may have seen this on the on the um, news right in the West New York Catholic or whatever. But now that um, the uh, uh, Columban Center that people are familiar with as our retreat facility in the diocese is closed, that puts – Christ the King Seminary more central in terms of those right. programs in the diocese, right? Yeah. The, semi- the uh, Derby Retreat House actually has been closed for a while. Right. But it's right. been used for rental for space sure, and exactly. it's been people have yeah. used it for different groups. Now that that is no longer possible, we are actually transforming a couple – we're going to transform some of our buildings into a retreat center, a little bit more of a dining room, a chapel. We want to create – because I believe if we create a spiritual center – we're going to create a ministerial center. We're going to be, create a better educational center theologically. I think that Christ the King has a number of factors that are coming into play that's going to make it second to none, I think. Father I'm jo- biased, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be. That's yeah. why I had you on the show. Uh, Father Joe Gatto is the president rector at Christ the King Seminary, talking about the developments out there. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Make your voice heard. There are thousands of Catholic New Yorkers who are working together for justice in our society, promoting the values important to our faith. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. For more information, call the Office of Pro-Life Activities of the Diocese of Buffalo at 716-847-2205 and visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org. Thanks for listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. I'm Greg Prince. Joining me, no stranger to the program, Father Joe Gatto from Christ the King Seminary, the president rector out there. Uh, we talk, We were talking kind of right before the break there about the seminarians. So give us the update there. How are we going in terms of student seminarians? Uh, onward and upward is all I hear. So. Yeah, we actually, by God's grace, uh, it's nothing that we can do. But all of a sudden, there seems to be an awakening of a realization that they are being called to priesthood. Uh, Comparisons are always difficult. Uh, I, about 15 years ago, the Diocese of Buffalo had a total of 14 seminarians. Right now, we probably, with our men, our 36 men at Christ the King, and our seven men that are going to be going to St. Mark's, we're at 42. That's a major difference. You know, the fact that we have some of these younger guys that are going to St. Mark's Seminary, a wonderful place for college students. They attend Gannon University, and they live in a seminary community. They transition into Christ the King. Um, but our numbers, you know, we have nine new guys for next year, which is, you know, there were some times in the past we had one or two. Something is happening. Maybe God is at work. Um, we're still bringing in, you know, a variety of different people, and that's really good. And the diversity of these guys is amazing. We got somebody who was a doctor. We had somebody who was in communication, sports medicine, somebody who went through an RCA program. That's the gift that God is calling them through. Well, I'm thinking just to the three men that were ordained earlier this summer could not have been more different in terms of background in, in every exactly. possible way. And exactly. So that continues with our with our guys. Is it a mix still? I mean, for a while um, we were seeing uh, 
guys who had kind of been through college, maybe had a career, and that was kind of the predominant candidate that we were seeing for a while. And I, I agree with you. Um, now I see more people who are in college, maybe even in high school, which I mean, it's been years since, right? We really saw blood of vacations out of high school. I mean, mm-hmm. it just is, you know. And that's kind of a we've talked not just with you on the about this before, but on other programs. It, it kind of a cultural mm-hmm. thing that we're experiencing, particularly in this country. But that's kind of changing now, isn't it? It is, and I think some of it has to do uh, with families or no. Some families are not are now encouraging their sons to think about it, their, their Catholic practice. Uh, whether they're homeschooled, whether they're from our Catholic high schools or whatever, the possibilities of them being priests is being presented to them. I would say that it's a mix. I think that we have some younger guys. And I think it's so important that they go to St. Mark's and that they go to Gannon and they get an experience and they have life and they, you know. But then the guy who has been, you know, might be older, might be in his 30s or even in his 40s, who has had an occupation, had worked differently, had been involved in relationships or people, and yet they had some moment of experience where God has been calling them. But you know what we hear from those older guys? I've been asked. God has asked me and I have said no. I've said no. I've said no. And all of a sudden I realized that I cannot say no anymore. That they, they had a person, a friend, a family member say, have you ever thought about it? And they put it on the back burner. That's not always the case but it's certainly there. Uh, I don't want to um, go without um, mentioning at least the, the diaconate program because that is almost – Absolutely. It's fully at Christ the King Mm-hmm. now um, and uh, integrated right into the to the seminary curriculum and environment. Exactly. Um, so how's that going? Uh, Actually really well. Uh, the bishop is very committed to the diaconate program. We're constantly looking to renew it and strengthen it. Uh, we have all of, the semina- all of the candidates for diaconate and their wives are participating in a formation program, academic program. We have laymen and women, probably close to 80 or 90 of them participating. Um, so it's a very diverse it's not the seminary of the 60s and the 70s. No. It's completely different. And my predecessor, Father Peter Drilling, used to always say, collaborative formation for collaborative ministry. And if we can get our seminarians who are preparing for priesthood and our deacons and our laymen and women working together in the academic arena, when they get to a parish, there's a comfortableness of mission and purpose, which is valuable for them. Uh, I want to make sure that uh, um, I, I give the website meant to do it at the break on the, on the show here, cks.edu. You can find out all the information about what's going on at the seminary. And you mentioned the, the lay students who are uh, at either on a program course or, or even auditing. I think that's one thing maybe people don't realize. You can audit. You come out and audit a course. You don't have to necessarily be right. looking for credit or be looking to move on in a program. But right? there's and all, that's a change too. Yeah, really. there's also a scholarship program, the Jordan Scholarship, so that, that – Part of your, if you want to take a course, it's partly paid for by you, by your parish, but also by the scholarship. But people can come and audit. They can participate in a variety of things. And that's, that is good because it's going to f- nurture and further their understanding of what God's calling them to be. Yeah. Um, what might some of the things, I mean, what, what are some of the folks who are not on a um, seminary and diaconal type program, what are some of the things that they are studying out there? In well, case people would, are wondering, okay, what would I well, take? Well, uh, scripture, know? first and foremost. You know, there's scripture courses, there's churches. We get a lot of people, especially in the summer, we have graduate courses and certificate courses going on. People like church history. Yeah. They want to know what's going on. Um, and I think those type of courses in moral theology, we have lectures, you know. We have Father Ronald Rollheiser who's coming out to the seminary, you know, in September, uh, for a lecture, a great, the Father Ronald, he's the president rector at San Antonio Seminary. Uh, we also have our Curie of Ours coming up, things like that. But um, I also want, can I mention one more thing? Uh, we just 
published for the first time a brand new magazine called In Formation, which means basically formation. It's a new magazine which kind of shares with some of our new faculty that we've brought on board, some of the experiences of our students, what's being offered. It has a calendar in it, opportunities to support the seminary. Uh, you probably will see it in your parishes, and if you want one, you certainly can contact us and we'd be happy to send it. But it's a brand new publication. Yeah, and again, cks.edu, you can find out all about that as well. You mentioned the faculty, some changes on the yep. faculty. One of my buddies, Father uh, Rob Wozniak, is out there right now. Fa- Father Rose, Rob Wozniak came on board last year and became the director of formation for yep. the seminary program. And just this summer, he has been appointed the vice rector of the seminary. Uh, Father John Stack is the vice president, director of facilities, and Father Rob is responsible for the formation of our students as they prepare for priesthood. Uh, any other faculty changes? Yeah, that we we're bringing in a new professor for scripture. Uh, he's married, has a few kids. He's coming from Baltimore. We're also bringing in a Jesuit uh, who has his expertise in philosophy because we have a complete pre-theology program, which includes philosophical study, critical writing, things of that nature. Well, I, I know that uh, things are changing at Christ the King then because that was founded on the Franciscan foundation, <laughs> so the Jesuits would never have been letting the – I'm kidding, of course. Yes. But I mean that – but that is a change though. Yes, in, it is. In, it is now. We have a, a very diverse faculty. Yeah. You hate to say it this way, but we obviously have our diocesan clergy, but we have a Dominican, we have a Franciscan, we have Jesuits, we've got an Oblate of Mary Immaculate. Uh, we have just a variety, and I think it brings a great richness to the program. Uh, you mentioned, I, I heard you briefly mention the Curé of Ours, which will be coming up later this year. Correct. Um, any news about that? Anything well, it's, you on October, share? it's on October 6th. It's an opportunity for the seminary to recognize people who have uh, given, supported, been a part of priestly formation or ministry formation for years in the church. And the, the recipients this year, we actually have three. Uh, Father Peter Drilling, former rector of Christ the King. Father Greg Fallhaber, who is now the pastor at Queen of Heaven in West Seneca, uh, for their hard work for years and years of teaching and formation. But also Kathy Heffern, who was the director of church ministry here in the diocese at the Catholic Center, who gave tons of support to the seminary, but encouraged and brought people forth for education and courses in ministry. Um, You know, people throw around the term groundbreaking or whatever. The work that Kathy did was truly groundbreaking for this diocese in terms of lay ministry. And yeah, that, that was really the beginning, I think, of integration of these lay programs into Christ the King Seminary. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Her over 20 years of service to the church in terms of her ministry courses and her commitment, herself getting a degree from Christ the King, but also kind of calling forth people to realize that they're being called to be educated and authentic ministers as a husband, as a wife, as a married couple, or as a single person that's not being called to priesthood in that. And we thought that this year we wanted to recognize, as we've recognized religious women at the cure, as we recognize the diaconate and other priestly, we wanted to make sure that Kathy, one, got recognized for her incredible contribution to the diocese, but the importance of lay ministry for the church as we move forward, uh, as the Holy Father calls us to, to be that mercy as we wrap up today, uh, obviously uh, midsummer now, uh, fall curriculum is going to be starting up. Anything people ought to be aware of for the fall at Christ the King Seminary? Well, uh, I think the dynamic um, combination that we have now being that spiritual place but also the theological place, we have some new faculty members. Our numbers are moving up. Um, I go out every single 
week and I preach at different parishes to try to encourage people to realize. And my favorite line is, everyone's welcome at Christ the King. We have something for you. You might not know what it is. If it's a simple walk, a day of prayer, reflection, relaxation, a course, a retreat, a lecture, uh, just come out for a meal. As I tell people, you want to come out for a meal? Fine. I'll just send the bill to your pastor, <laughs> you know? But just to provide that opportunity. And they love that. Oh, so. the pastors hate it. But the, <laughs> but the issue is, is that there's something. And sometimes by just coming out and seeing it. But – don't think we're going to wait for you to come. We're going to come to you. We want to help the parish. We want to help that ministry. We want to help that organization. We want to help that pastor create what the Holy Father calls, you know, let's get familiar with what God's people need today and let's give it to them in a merciful way. And I think I say this every time that you're on, but I will reiterate once again, he's not kidding, folks. Like when you get out to the seminary, you're not going to see posted signs or private property signs they want you to come. Absolutely. You, you are inviting them. Absolutely. Please come and see us. Talk with us. Talk to anybody, and we'll be glad to help you and see if we can somehow fit you in line with God's asking of you. Father Joe Gatto, President Rector at Christ the King Seminary. CKS.edu is the website. You can find out about all of the things that we talked about on the program today, and including Father Joe's uh, uh, upcoming uh, uh Lecture. lecture in the as part of the dinner lecture series at the end of July. Father Joe, thanks for being back with us. Great to be with you, Greg. Thanks for all you do. BuffaloDiocese.org is our website if uh, you're looking for past programs or you want to check this out as a podcast. If you are listening over the air, just go to BuffaloDiocese.org and look for news and media. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. 